God will come to pass in my life. Come on, say like you mean it. The word of God will come to pass in my life. Why don't you rise up to your feet and walk up to five people and tell them the word of God will come to pass in my life. Oh, come on, say like you mean it. Five people, tell five people the word of God will come to pass in my life the word of god will come to pass in my life it will come to pass nothing will change it nothing will alter it in the name of jesus oh come on just wave your hands to him wherever you are this morning i love you forever i love you
on, wave your hands as you sing it. I love you forever. I love you, Lord. I love you forever. we mean it with the whole of our heart where would we be without you imagine for a moment it did not come what will become of us we will have been of all men most miserable we will have been lost forever if it did not come but we thank you father for you gave your only begotten son for us that we may be saved that we may receive eternal life oh we thank you lord jesus our lives have been changed because of you our lives have been transformed because of you the enemy has not been able to overpower us because of you the desires of the wicked one have not been able to come to pass because of you oh we are grateful lord oh we thank you father you have been our help you have been our shield You've been our buckler. You've been our fortress. You've been our shepherd. You've been our healer. You've been our deliverer. You've been there for us every single step of the way. Oh, we bless you, Lord. We give you praise and glory. Lord, this morning we pray that as we go into your word, your word will mold us. It will change us. It will transform us. And it will deliver into our hands our inheritance. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Oh, come on, let's jam our hands together for the Lord this morning. Hallelujah. I believe we can do better than that. Come on, let me hear your hand clap. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Amen. All right, we may be seated in God's presence. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Amen. I want to welcome everybody to church this morning. Uh, those who are joining us online, we appreciate you. Thank you so much uh, for making Love the Main Family Assembly your choice this morning. Glory be to God. Uh, and I'm also aware that Love's Domain Family Assembly Kwale uh, is online this morning. Um, you know, their pastor just delivered, got delivered of a bouncing baby girl. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. And also, um, she's not in church this morning. Praise God. I guess that's why, you know, they're joining us online. Praise God. 
Hallelujah. Just before I came up, I saw them online. Praise God. To everyone in Quality Church, I'm waving to you in that auditorium. God bless you. Glory be to God. Can we put our hands together for them? Come on, let's celebrate them all the way in Delta State. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Amen. It's Christmas season. How many of you can smell Christmas in the air already? Glory be to God. Christmas is already in the air. Praise God. Hallelujah. It's a time of celebration. It's a time to rejoice because something happened on the face of the earth some thousands of years ago that brought good news to the earth. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Uh, we have titled, please, i like everybody to move forward. If there's an empty seat, A.Y. Mark, please come forward. Sit beside King Jolo. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, we began a topic from the beginning of this month, Blessed Assurance. And if there's anything that we should have noticed from this particular series, is that we're trying to reinforce the fact that when God declares a word, there's nothing that can stop that word from coming to pass. Are we together? Um, heaven and earth may pass away. A lot of things may happen, but what God has said will not but come to pass. Are you following me? The devil may move, the devil may do all kinds of stuff, the devil may shake the earth, he may move situations and circumstances against what God has said, but we always find out that in the end, what God has said will always come to pass. Are we together? Come on, are we together? And that's one of the reasons why I don't believe as a preacher for us to dwell more in the place of prayer, praying against the enemy. Are we still together? Because you see, the enemy is so inconsequential in the equation that God has plotted. Are you following me? You know, it's like God, <clears throat> the Bible says he knows the end from the beginning. Even before he began, he already knows where everything will end. Are you following me? So all through the journey of end, then he came back to the beginning, then he started from the beginning. Are you following me? So everything that may go wrong, everything that may happen along the line of your journey, God had already factored everything in. Are you listening to me? For example, if you look, I've heard a lot of preachers who speak about Joseph and they say, oh, Joseph was a talkative. If he was not a talkative, he would not have gotten into the trouble that he got into. That maybe he should have kept quiet on the dream, understand scripture. And if you look at scripture from, you know, there are, when, you know, I, I study content surveying in school and um, because we had to deal with buildings, uh, we had to do a little bit of architecture. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. All right, are you with me? All right, so uh, because of that, we had to do a little bit of study, a little bit about architecture. And when you have, when an architect draws a building, you have different sides to that building. You know, there's what we call side elevation. You know, that means when you stand by the side of a building, what you see 
as a result of you standing by the side. Are you following me? So there is, there is the front side elevation, there is the back elevation, there is the right side elevation, praise God, then there is the left side elevation. Now, whichever side you stand, you will only be able to see from the side where you are standing. I don't know, maybe you understand what I'm saying. For example, if you stand at the back of this building, you will only be able to see the back. You will not see what is happening on the other side. Neither will you be able to tell what is happening here or on this side. Glory be to God. But you see, there is a position, there is a place you can stay whereby you are able to see the whole side all at once. And we call that upper elevation. Glory be to God. That means, for example, maybe you're in an helicopter or an aeroplane, glory be to God, and you look down, you will see the building, and you will see what is going on on the four sides, glory be to God. Now, you see, it depends on where you stand in life that will determine what it is you are seeing. Praise God. For example, now, I don't blame those preachers who said that maybe Joseph should have kept quiet and kept short about his dreams. Maybe he would not have gotten into trouble. Glory be to God. But you see, if you stand, you know, in a place where God is standing, and you see from God's perspective, you will see that Joseph talking about his dream was actually necessary for the fulfillment of that dream. Come on, are you following me? Because the truth is, you know, I keep saying it again and again and again. If he never spoke about that dream, his brothers will need him. They won't hate him. They will have kept him in his house. He will have remained in his father's house. He will not have gone anywhere. But because he talked about the dream, that was what made them hate him and that was what made them sell him. Are you following me? And it was the selling that took him to the house of Potiphar. And it was the house of Potiphar, him being there, was what made the wife like him, lied against him. Sequence. Series of events tying together for the fulfillment of what God said from the very beginning. Or are you following me? So his brothers hating him, Potiphar's wife lying against him, all of those things happening, they are inconsequential. All of them are going to line up and ensure that what God has said will surely come to pass. Are you following me? Oh my God, I feel like prophesying over the life of somebody this morning. Listen to me. There's a word that God has given you in year 2021. And right about now, you are feeling that maybe the time is too short for that word to come to pass. I came with a prophetic unction this morning that that word is going to find expression in your life. Oh, you didn't hear what I just said. I said I come with a prophetic unction. That word is going to find expression in your life. In the name of Jesus. This year will not go without that word coming to pass. Oh, you didn't hear what I just said. This year will not go. That word will definitely come to pass. It will come to pass. It will see the light of the day. Oh my God. Are you in Isaiah? Open to the book of Isaiah chapter 9. Oh, glory be to God. <laughs> glory be to God. Isaiah chapter 9. The book of Isaiah chapter 9. I took us just a little bit into this last week. You know, we started from Abraham. God making a promise to Abraham. God swearing to Abraham. 
and it took a number of years before that word came to pass glory be to god now if you miss those messages they have been uploaded <clears throat> on our podcast channel they are also on our facebook page recorded there saved there you can take time to watch it glory be to god blessed assurance we're talking about assurance that is not just assurance but an assurance that is blessed glory be to god are you there in isaiah chapter 9 if you're there say amen, amen. or i will begin to read from verse 6 now he says for unto us a child is born and unto us a son is given the government shall be upon his shoulder his name shall be called wonderful counselor the mighty god you see this is the one i, I love the most out of all the names he said it shall be called what the mighty god you know even these days where it looks as if the knowledge of God's word has spread around the earth, you will find people who are still arguing against the doctrine of Trinity. Glory be to God. A lot of people still don't understand yet the personality of the person of Jesus. Isaiah said, now this was thousands of years before he was born. Isaiah said that the child that will be born the son that will be given, he said the government will be upon his shoulder. He said his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor. Then he said the mighty God. Then this child will also be called what? The everlasting father. That means this child is not just an ordinary child. This child is the mighty God, the everlasting father. Then what was the last one? He said the prince of peace. Then in verse 7, he said, of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end. Upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom to order it and to establish it with judgment and with justice from henceforth even forever. Now this is the part I want you to pay attention to. He said, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will what? We perform this. He said the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. In other words, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will ensure that this comes to what comes to pass. Oh, did you hear what I just said? Now, let me read the next verse. The next verse is also very interesting. Verse 8. He said the Lord sent a word into Jacob. And it had lighted upon Israel. See, God spoke a word in Jacob. And the impact of that word went upon the whole of Israel. Oh, are you listening to me? Oh my God. Can I prophesy into your life one more time? That see, every word that God has declared over your life in 2021 is finding expression. Oh my God, can I say it again? For those who are here who believe what I'm saying, oh, your amen will sound like thunder. I said every word that God has declared over your life will find expression in the name of Jesus. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform it. Oh, I thought I would hear amen. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform it. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will bring it apart. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will ensure it comes to pass. In the name of Jesus. The zeal of the lost of old or the Lord of hosts will perform it. That means the child that will be born 
the zeal of the Lord of hosts will ensure that that child is born. And that child will not be slaughtered when he's a child. That child will grow up to become a son. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will ensure that it comes to pass. Are you listening to me? Now between the time that Isaiah was prophesying this and when this word eventually came to pass were thousands of years in between. Or are you listening to me? Thousands of years. And you see there's a possibility just like it happened in the life of Abraham that God spoke to Abraham that this seed, I'm going to give you a seed through Sarah. And there was time in between and it looks as if that word was going to fail and eventually that word came to pass. The same way what Isaiah was prophesying here may look to some people as if it will not happen. Can we get that boy to sit down? He's distracting me. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Amen. Glory be to God. It looks as if that word will not be. It looks as if it will not happen. It looks as if it will not come to pass. But when God declares a thing, I'm yet to see the force on the face of the earth that can stop that word from coming to pass. I was sharing with us a little bit last week how when Jesus was going to give birth, uh, I mean when Mary was going to give birth to Jesus, there were shepherds in the field. The Bible says angels appeared to them. They saw the heavens opened up and they saw angels ascending and descending. And the angel said that peace be unto the earth, that the king has been born, that good news unto the earth. And the shepherds wondered where the child was. And after the angels disappeared, a star rose and these men began to follow the star because they knew the star was going to lead them to where Jesus is. Are you listening to me? But at some point, they got distracted and they went into the palace thinking if a king is going to be born, then he has to be in the palace of Herod. They went to the palace of Herod to make inquiry. A king has been born. And Herod said, in my palace, none of my wife is pregnant. So a king cannot be born and I would not know. And he said to them, because all of a sudden he realized that there was a prophecy that was hanging. Are you listening to me? And there is no king that wants to be threatened by another king. Oh, did you hear what I'm saying? No king wants to be threatened by another king. So he told the man, you know what? When you find that king, where that king is born, let me know. Come back and tell me. So that I also can go and, you know, <laughs> make obeisance to that king. But as soon as they left, the angels appeared to them and said, you should not go back. Glory be to God. And when Herod discovered that they were not going to come back, he gave a decree. And what was the decree? That every child below the age of three should be slaughtered. Every one of them should be slaughtered. And that any child that they give back to from henceforth, that is a male, should also be slaughtered. What was his intention? To ensure that Jesus did not survive. Are you listening to me? But listen to me. If it were to be the word of man, maybe the plan of Herod will have come to pass. But this was not the plan of man. This was not the word of man. This was the word of God. Oh, can I say over your life again? I feel like there's a prophetic unction in the house this morning. Can I say over your life again? That every word of God over your life will find expression. 
I say it will come to pass. I say it will come to pass. Nothing will stop it. Nothing will limit it. Nothing will stop it. Nothing will limit it. Oh my God. I hear my spirit. Your joy will be full. Oh, I don't know who I'm talking to. Let me say it in Yoruba. Your joy will be full. Nothing will stop it. Herod felt by killing all the children, at least in the process of killing all the children, Jesus too will be killed alongside. But the angel already appeared to Joseph and said, take the boy immediately to Egypt. So several children were killed. But Jesus was not among those who were killed. Listen to me. No matter what the devil has planned for you, you will always escape it. Oh my God. Oh my God. You didn't hear me. I said you will always escape it. I love the way the psalmist put it. He said, our soul is escaped as a bear, like a bear, out of the snare of the fowler. Our soul is escaped. There will always be a way of escape for you. Oh my God, you didn't hear me. I said there will always be a way of escape for you. No matter what the devil is planning, there will always be a way of escape. There will always be a way of escape. You will always escape it. You will always escape it. In the name of Jesus. You know, I love growing up. I love to hear you know, people pray in Yoruba and they say when we're going, when evil is in the front, we will not be there. <laughs> if it's coming at the back, it will not meet us. You know? And me, I always had the third one. If it happens in the middle, I will disappear. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Something will happen that will take me out of that place. Glory be to God. So evil, evil cannot prevail over us because we carry the word of life. We carry the word of God. I love what Pastor Kunle was sharing after the message last week. It was almost the same thing that happened with Jesus that happened with Moses. A word came that a savior was going to arise for Israel. A word came. Even Pharaoh somehow knew that a savior was going to be born for Israel. And he also gave a decree like Herod gave a decree, glory be to God, and said every child below the age of three, male, kill all of them. And any child that is born after now, that is a male, make sure you slaughter all of them. You see, I love what God did in the time of Moses, more than what he did in the time of Jesus. Oh, you, you're not going to ask me why. You see, in the time of Jesus, God just sent the angel, he said, tell Joseph to take Jesus out of Israel and take him to Egypt. But in the time of Pharaoh, Pharaoh said, go and kill all the children looking for Moses. But you know what God did in the time of Moses? God now took Moses and took it into the house of the one who wanted to kill him and said, and told you eh? Oh, you don't understand what I'm talking about. There is no plan. There is no divination that can work against you. Oh, you didn't hear me. I said there's no plan. There's no divination. There's no enchantment that can work against your life. Oh my God. Let all the demons in hell put themselves together. They cannot overrun you. They cannot overpower you. They cannot overrun you. They cannot overpower you. Why? Because you carry the word of life within you. And that word you carry is a word that has assurance. It cannot fail. 
We read in Isaiah chapter 55, as the rain comes from heaven down to the earth and does not return, God says, so is also my word. When I speak it, when I declare it, the purpose for which I have sent it must come to pass. It won't come back to me void. That word will not come back and say, God, oh, I tried everything, oh, but the devil did not allow me to come to pass. Oh, did you hear what I just said? That word now goes back to God and say, ah, ah, you sent me oh, to Aibuku, but I got there. Ah, the enemies were so much, so much. They were so much. They waged war. And I couldn't come to pass. So God, I'm back. It will not happen. That word, oh my God. The Bible says the word of God is quick. It's powerful. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. Anybody that stays on his path, it will cut off. Oh, did you hear what I just said? Hey, listen to me. Before the end of this year, how many days remaining in this year? How many days remaining? How many days? How many days? 11 days. In 11 days, some of you will see the glory of God. Or you will experience the power of God. Oh, I'm saying it to you. I say you will see the glory of God. You will see the power of God. You will experience the glory of God in your life. Because the word that they are spoken to you, it will come to pass in your life. It will come to pass. Unto us, a child is born. And unto us a son has been given. Then he went ahead and told us all the names that this son, this child is going to bear. He said of the increase of his government and peace there shall be no end. Upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom to order and to establish with judgment with peace. I mean with justice from henceforth even forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will ensure that this word come to pass. Listen to me. If you're looking for an assurance from anywhere, this is the assurance. Or oh, are you listening to me? This is the assurance. This assurance we're talking about is not the assurance of man. Man's words will fail. Man may fail in his promise. Glory be to God. You know, I think it was last week I was telling you. You see, I can make a promise to you that I will give you something. And you see, at the end of the day, I fail. Now, I may fail not because I want to fail. But situations and circumstances around me did not allow me to be able to fulfill what I've said. Are you listening to me? Come on, are you, are you listening to me? I promise you I'm going to give you some particular amount of money. Then some economic policies came out that affected my business. And at the end of the day, I'm not able to fulfill that promise. Not because I don't want to do it, but the situations around me did not allow me to fulfill it. Are you listening to me? But you see, when it comes to God, there is no situation with God. There is no limitation with God. There is nothing that can stop God. If God has said it, he will do it. If God has said he will do it, he will do it. Oh, are you listening to me? If God has said he will perform it, he's going to perform it. And you see, when he has said it, what you need to do is to be rest assured that no matter what happens around me, this word is going to come to pass. Oh, are you listening to me? Now, very quickly, let's go to the book of John chapter 1. The book of John... John chapter 1. Glory be to God. 
John chapter 1. Anywhere he went, he was doing good. The mighty healer healed the leper. When the people saw him, they started working. Anywhere he went, my Lord was doing good. All right, are you there in John chapter 1? We're going to begin to read from verse 1. John opened up and he said, In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. And the Word was God. You know, interestingly, you know, I have Yoruba translation here. Praise God. I have two in one Bible here. In Yoruba, I say, Liate te koshe li orowa. Orosi wape lu olonu. Olonu si li orono. I like that. <laughs> in the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. And the word was God. Maybe I should could take time to just share a little bit about God's word. You know, in our early morning prayers, all through the whole of last week, we were praying with the word. If you understand what I mean. We're using the word of God in the place of prayer. And there were certain scriptures that God gave to us. One of it is in Psalm 107 where it says, God sent his word and his word healed them. And his word saved them. Are you following me? He sent his word. That means when God spoke his word, his word brought healing to them. Then every destruction on their part, that word also delivered them from every destruction. Are you listening to me? Now when you read from the beginning of, even from Psalm 106 down into Psalm 107, you will find out that the psalmist was talking about the journey of the children of Israel between Egypt and the promised land. Are you listening to me? So you will see that every time they needed God to do something for them, what God did was to send them a word. Or oh, are you following me? Was to send them a word. In fact, the first encounter, the first major encounter they had as they left Egypt was at the Red Sea. They got to the Red Sea. They couldn't go further. The Bible says they camped by the Red Sea. Then Pharaoh was steered in the palace. That, ah, these people have gone. Who oh, will do all the work they've been doing? No, 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 no. They cannot go. Then he began to pursue them. Now, when they saw the chariot of Pharaoh coming at the back, then they now began to question Moses. They began to query Moses. They began to lambast Moses. That Moses, why didn't you just lift us in, leave us in Egypt? Where if we die, at least they will bury us in tombs. But here in the wilderness, Pharaoh is just going to waste us in the wilderness. The birds will come up and eat our carcass. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Come on, is somebody listening to me? Hallelujah. Where's the other microphone? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Are you still here? Now when you look as if they were stuck, 
God sent a word. And the word he sent to them was Moses, stretch forth your rod to the sea and divide it into two. Now Moses in obedience to that word stretched forth his rod and the sea opened up and the Bible says the children of Israel they walked what? On dry land. And when they got to the other side, Pharaoh felt that what they did, he too could also do. Are you listening to me? Oh my God, can I, can I speak into the life of someone? You see, sometimes the enemy look at you and feel like what you're doing is easy. And they will go ahead and try it, but they will be swallowed up. Oh, you didn't hear what I said? They will be swallowed up. Oh, you didn't hear what I just said? Because you see, you are walking based on instruction. You are walking with the word of God. Hallelujah. 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 Maybe I should just stick with that one. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Okay. Praise God. Are you still here? Listen to me. There's something about God's word. Do you remember the encounter of Peter and Jesus on the high sea? They were all in the boat. Jesus was walking on water. And he was coming to where they were. And when they saw a man walking on water, the Bible says he was in the middle of the night. That was what made it scary. So when they saw a man, can you imagine you're on the high, you're on the high sea? <laughs> and you now see a man walking towards your boat on the water. He's not swimming. He's walking on water to where you are. The Bible says they screamed. They say he's a ghost. They scream. And Jesus said they should not scream. He said it is I. Now when they heard his voice, they calmed down a little. Then Peter, you know because he was in the middle of the night, they knew his voice. But they were not seeing clearly. Maybe he was the one or not. But there was something that Peter knew that made him say, okay, We've heard that it's you. Now, if it is truly you, bid me to come. And guess what Jesus did? Jesus said, come. And immediately Jesus said, come. You know what Peter did? Peter stepped out of that boat onto the water. At that moment, Peter was not thinking as a fisherman. Because as a fisherman, he knows that when you dip your leg into the sea, you are going down. But he was moving on the strength of the word that was spoken to him. Come. Oh my God. I heard one of my mentors years ago said that when Jesus said come, Jesus was not even giving a specific word to Peter. When he said come, all of them could have come out of the boats and all of them would have walked up to him. Because he did not say Peter, come. He just said, come. So Judas, I believe you know Judas was there. Even Judas could have stepped out of the boat and he too could have walked on water. But you know, <laughs> James would have had, held his brother. I said, all right. Are you all right? But Peter stepped out of the boat. And you see, on the strength of that word, his feet were sustained on water. 
the word that God spoke held his feet on water. He would not go down because he was, oh my God, I need you to understand it. At that time, Peter was no longer walking on water. He was walking on the word that was spoken. Oh, you didn't get that. He was walking on the word that was spoken. And as long as he was walking on that word, his feet was going to remain on water. Oh, can I stir up somebody this morning? There's a word God has spoken over your life. You need to consistently and continually walk with that word. And if you will stay with that word, you will see that word come to fulfillment. You will see that word come to pass over your life. Are you listening to me? It was not until he began to look elsewhere for, ah, I'm walking on water, okay? <laughs> you know, maybe there was a shark that was swimming close by. You know, sharks, I, I, I watch a lot of stuff about sharks on Nigel Wild. When sharks want to attack anything, the first thing they do is they circle it. They go around, they circle around that thing. So you see their tail, that triangle, praise God. That is it their, their tail or fin. Uh -huh. You see it. it. It begins to circle around you. They circle around, then they go underwater and come up pure with force and pick it up. That's how they move. Maybe at that time he saw <laughs> he saw that triangle moving around him and he said, Ah, oh mama lori omige. This <laughs> do you understand? And his focus was taken away from the word of God. And at that point in time, he began to go down. Oh my god, can I encourage somebody here this morning? Can you set your eyes like a flint? Can you make up your mind that nothing will shake me? Nothing will make me take my eyes off what God has said. Heaven and earth may shake, everything may be quaking around me, but my eyes is set upon what God has said. You know what the psalmist said? The psalmist said, I have set the Lord always before me. I shall not be moved. I will not be moved. If he's saying that, that means there are things that came that wanted to make him move. But he said, I will not be moved. God would not do anything on the face of the earth without his word. When God wants to change a thing, when God wants to bring about something on the face of the earth, God will always declare his word. Even from Genesis chapter 1, we saw it. There was darkness. When God came, what did he do? He spoke his word. Or oh, are you listening to me? He declared his word. When Noah, when the flood was going to come and man, mankind was going to perish, what did God do? God sent his word to a man called Noah. Are you listening to me? God sent his word to Abraham. God sent his word to Moses. God kept sending his word every time he needs to do something on the face of the earth. All through their journey in the wilderness, God was always sending his word. When they needed water, he sent his word. Smote the rock. I mean, just touch the rock and water will come out. Are you listening to me? Now, eventually, even when God wanted to now save mankind, he sent his word. But this time, this word was not going to remain in the invisible realm. This word was going to become flesh. Oh, are you listening to me? And that's the reason for Christmas. The word becoming flesh. Oh, are you listening to me? You see, the word was prophesied. It, unto us a child will be born. Unto us a son will be given. But in John chapter 1 verse 14, when you go down this very chapter, you see the manifestation and the realization of that word. Can I prophesy over your life one more time? That if the word became flesh, the word will manifest in your life. 
Oh my God, you didn't say amen. I said the word will manifest in your life. It will come to pass in your life. You will see it. You will touch it. You will see it. You will touch it. In the name of Jesus. Oh, let's go back to our text. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God. And the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. Now when you use the word the same, what is he still talking about? He's still talking about the word. That the word was in the beginning with God. Now look at verse 3. It says all things were made by him and without him was not anything made that was made. Without, all things were made by him. Now, who is that him? Yes, I know it's Jesus, but I, I want us to follow the context which we are reading just for a moment. The word. He said, all things were made by him. Don't forget it started. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God and the word itself was God. The same, that's the word was in the beginning with God. All things were made by the word and without the word was not anything made. That was what? That was made. That means outside of the word, nothing will have come into existence. And we can acknowledge and testify about the testimony of John in this place, if we go back to the book of Genesis, we will see that the testimony of John is true. Because nothing came into existence in Genesis outside of the spoken word. God had to speak everything. 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 What has covered the earth? God had to say, hey, let the waters gather. Let dry land appear. Now let some gather. Some will be called seas. Some will be called ocean, lakes. God had to speak. The waters were still. God had to open his mouth and say, hey, let the waters bring forth fish. So fishes came from water. Are you listening to me? He said the dry land that we have now, let shrub trees begin to grow from that dry land. And they began to sprout. Are you listening to me? Everything that happened came because God spoke. So we can testify to the testimony of John that all things truly were made by the word and without the word was not anything made that was made. Are you listening to me? Now in verse 4 he said in him was life. He's still talking about the word. In the word was life. And the life was the light of men. Oh look up. Now he has he has jumped from the word. Now he has jumped to life. That this word, also inside of the word, there is life. Then he said, inside of this word that has life, there is also what? There is also light. Are you listening to me? Now look at verse 5. It says, and the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. <laughs> Can I, can I read several translations to you of that verse 5? If you have other translations, can you, can you read out to me very quickly? Amplified version. 
the light shined on in the darkness and the darkness did not understand it. Now, it's no, just that place. You see, from the King James, he said, and light shined in darkness and the darkness comprehended it not. Now, the Amplified is saying that the darkness could not what? Understand it. Let me read the message translation to you. Okay, you want to read? Please read, ma. NIV. The light shines in darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. Are you following this? Oh, I'm going somewhere with this. Any other translation? Let me read. Read, please. New Living. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. The light shines through the darkness. Oh, my God. And the darkness can never extinguish it. I like that. Look at the message translation. It says, the light. The Oh, my God. I love the message. He combined it. He said, the life light. He didn't call it just light. Because, you know, it started with the word. Then he said, in the word is life. Then in that word is also what? Light. So when the message was going to say, he combined the two. He said, the life light blazed out of darkness. The darkness couldn't put it out. Or maybe you don't understand what that means. If you have the word of God in you, you've got life. If you have the word of God in you, you've got light. And one thing about the word, the light and the life, is that darkness cannot put it out. Oh, are you listening to me? Is that light, is that darkness. Oh my God, I love the different adjective that was used. He said, it can be put out. That means your light can be put out. Then he got to another place. He said, darkness did not understand it. That means no matter how much the devil sits down and try to analyze your life, King Jolo, and say, ah, this is it, this is this is it. They can never understand your life. Oh, do you get what I'm talking about? They can't understand it. They cannot understand. They will always be confused. And you see, that's one of, that's one of the reasons why Praise is good. Oh, did you hear me? That's one of the reasons why praise is good. Because when you praise God, especially in the midst of your trial, it confuses the devil. Oh, you don't get what I'm talking about. Because you see, it's normal for a human to be in a state of depression and be depressed. It's, it's normal. It's normal. Do you understand what I'm It's normal for a human to be in a place of sadness and be sad. But you see, it's abnormal. When you are in a place of depression and you are not depressed, instead of being depressed, you are filled with praise. Oh, are you listening to me? Oh, you're meant to be in a state of sadness, but you're not sad. Instead of being sad, you are giving praise to God. If there's anything the devil is yet to understand, the devil is yet to understand your praise to God. Oh, are you listening to me? Oh, can we praise God a little this morning? Uh, because I, I realize we still have one more Sunday or even two more Sunday, one more Sunday uh, to 
go. Do you understand? So there's no need to rush this thing. Can we put the devil in a state of confusion this morning? Oh, come on. Are you ready? Oh, my God. I'm hearing Shade loud and clear here. Even though she's far out the way, but she's far back. Can we put the devil in a state of confusion this morning? Oh, my God. I don't know what it is you are going through. But can you open your mouth and just give God some praise this morning? Oh, are we ready? Are we ready to give God praise? Are we ready to give God praise? Oh, can 